Phoebe. I'm Clancy. And I'm Damien. You might be asking, what do two Aussies and a POM have in common? Quite a lot, actually. For starters, Her Majesty has her face on all our currencies. Even the coins. There's a great Union Jack floating around some flags as well. And we speak the same language, sort of. Somehow. Allegedly. Have we love winding each other up? What are we doing here then? Winding you up. But anyway, on this show we discuss current Australian politics. We take a look at past events. While on a mission to ensure the Governor General stays in their job. What? I didn't sign up for this. What? It's in the show's name, Phoebe. Welcome to Let's Save the Governor General. No, I don't want to. Kick him out. What about her? Or her. No, let's <laughs> just not have a governor general. Let's have a republic. With who is, pre- <laughs> with who is president? Not ScoMo. President ScoMo. President ScoMo. No, President Julia Gillard. President Craig Kelly. Welcome. This is Let's Save the Governor General. My name is Damien, one of the uh, apparently esteemed co-hosts. I'm joined today by the my lovely, my lovely two other co-hosts. Let's start with Clancy. Clancy, are you there? Earth to Clancy. I'm, I'm good, supposedly esteemed co-host Dave. No, you are you are you are very you're very esteemed in the eyes of me me and phoebe <laughs> the episode you went missing halfway through it just didn't just didn't feel the same <laughs> i think there was a couple of those i know yes yeah, so the, the, the power in tasmania just seems to yeah tasmania has a lack of power in certain circumstances but um the northern uh the northern uh, electorates of tasmania seem to have a lot of power uh politically well, they do. It's it's quite interesting, actually. We have tell me a story. You know, or tell us a story. Jackie Lambie. Yay. And we have Jackie. Erica Betts, Boom. and we have a few interesting people up there. Yes. I'm not sure if they have much power, though. Oh, well, um, is Astro Lab running at all? No, unfortunately, he's not interested in politics. So he tells me. Okay, fair enough. I, I think he he may be one of the most interesting politicians if he ever did decide to. Uh, uh, he's authentic. I'll give him that much. Well, he doesn't freaking care okay. that much. Unless Tony Abbott comes down the street, then all of a sudden he cares and. Uh, well, he'll headbutt him. Then. The, the biffo, the biffo's on. The biffo's on. Speaking of the biffo being on, hey Phoebe. Hello. Hello. How are you? Well. Uh, we're getting we're gearing up for elections in Australia, but we've just done elections in the UK. Tell me more. What's uh is is Boris uh, gone? No. Yes. No. Not maybe? yet. Not yet. Oh, but okay. in random news that you know may appeal to some of the viewers here, <laughs> yep. um, the Irish Nationalist Party Sinn Fein are now the largest party at the Northern Ireland Assembly. So a united That's... Ireland could be on its way. So I say that again. A united Ireland could be coming to a country map. Oh, okay. I, I heard some headlines. I never got into the story, but um, I know it isn't, isn't to do with Australia, Australian politics, but no, I did uh, hear about uh, Sinn Féin taking a majority, so they're looking to unify Ireland? Mm. Okay. Sinn Féin are the All-Ireland 32-county party. Ah, okay. That's a... Uh... The more you know. Oh, look, there is a, a large Irish uh, population in Australia, so, yeah, there may be... Um... But yes, Boris does that make continue. does that make Phoebe Rose Biffo babe? There you go. <laughs> there you go. Biffo babe. Look, yes, I can see that. <laughs> yes. Very Irish. Um, and they put yes. Boris in jail. Phoebe's. They did. They put what? Becker in jail. Not not Johnson. <laughs> Boris Becker has gone to jail. Boris Becker. Yeah, for tax evasion. Boris. 
No, 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 no. Bankruptcy. Oh, okay. Bankruptcy. It wasn't anything That's to do with it. the tax. He, it was bankruptcy rule violation. So Boris Becker. Also, I could do a whole episode on a different show about this. And I'd love to do a whole episode on a different show about this. Boris Becker once claimed that he was not able to be prosecuted in the UK for bankruptcy um, rule evasions because he was a diplomat. <laughs> so he couldn't be prosecuted for... for so he therefore had diplomatic immunity. So he was therefore unable to be prosecuted for um, breaking bankruptcy rules in the UK because he had diplomatic immunity from being a sports attaché for the Central African Republic. <laughs> really? Genuinely. Boris Becker, okay. Central African Republic, sports attaché. That's bizarre. That is bizarre as all oh, well. Uh, speak, speaking of speaking of bizarre as all hell, we are only two two weeks away at time of recording. Anyway, two weeks away from uh, the election, and it's the election campaign that's just gone on and on and on. And I think because even before the election campaign was called, like we were already in campaign mode. It's like the campaign has gone on for a year already. Like I, I just like it if Scotty said, "All right, guys, next week we're voting. We know you. We know everyone is sick of the politics. Next week, have your vote. Let's get it over and done with." But no, we have to. The police have to fly around the country. Scotty has to get a high vis, uh, high vis vest on. Uh, someone from the Labor Party has to isolate from COVID, and yeah, we've got to go, go go through the go through the machinations. Actually, I think I think tonight there's actually a, a debate between. Uh, Anthony and uh, and Scott, so oh, maybe we'll check out the highlights of that afterwards. But yeah, what, has what the you, minor parties on... debate gone ahead yet? Has the Sorry? minor parties debate? Has the minor parties debate gone ahead yet? Who cares? <laughs> I don't. Because it's usually a car crash. It's usually well worth watching when you've got Pauline Hanson and Nick Zenfall on the same stage. Uh, yeah, that's a uh... <laughs> look. I know. Then you've got Clyde Palmer I... up there as well. No, oh, that's just what we need. But I know there there may be a. I know they usually have like a deputies uh, a deputies debate as well. I actually find the deputies debate is a lot more informative and entertaining than the at leaders debate as well, because there's a bit more a bit more substance a bit more substance in those. But yeah, Clancy, are you are you all campaigned out down down your way? a bit interesting down here we're just getting lots of letterbox drops mm-hmm. we're not campaigned out though there's not really a lot going on i've got to say okay i thought jackie it's was fl- i thought jackie was on the on the hust- hustings and then uh erica no, Betts. there's not been a lot um there i've got lots of letter drops but nothing much okay Fair, fair enough. Are you are you are you in the seat in Tasmania? I'm not. I'm I'm actually in the south, which is considered to be a south seat, so a safe seat rather. Um, the northern seats are the ones that are considered to be the ones in contention, um, which includes Jackie Lambie's seats. Mm-hmm. And in the south, where I am. They're considered to be fairly safe. Mind you, Wilkie is one of the local incumbents and he's uh-huh. an independent. Okay, yep. 
There's not a lot going on down here. No one cares to come here and campaign. It all seems to be in the north. Okay. Well, so you're you're not in the seat of Bass then? No, no, I'm in Clark. Clark, where yes. I am at Which the moment. Which is Clark is a bloody enormous seat. It's, it's like two thirds of the island. So it's like two thirds of the island. Yeah. Look, this is a thing: is people don't really understand the geography of Tassie. The problem with Tassie is that Tassie is very geographically concentrated in its population centres. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. So most of the population is in a couple of very narrow geographical areas in the north and yep. a very narrow geographical area in the south. And where I am in the south is very narrow. Okay, fair enough. So is Andrew Wilkie uh, the front runner for Clark? He is, evidently. Okay. I, look, I haven't had a lot to do with Andrew Wilkie, to tell you the truth. Okay. So we're getting a lot of dumps in our letterboxes about him and we're getting a lot of dumps in our letterboxes about how Anthony Albanese is a person not to vote for. Okay. But not much else. Um, so he's got he's got strong competition from uh, Michelle Cameron from Pauline Hanson's One Nation, Simon Davis from ALP, Ian Ramson from the Liberal Democratic Party, uh, Will Coates from the Liberal Party, Janet Shelley from the Australian Greens, uh, Casey Davies from the Animal Justice Party, and Sandra Galloway from United Australia. I've not actually heard from any of those people. I'm, I'm reading directly from the AEC website. I have not heard from any of those people. So the only people that I know about from down this way are uh, Erica Betts, a bit of Jackie Lambie, um, a couple of the the Labor people. So um, there's not much going on here. Oh, okay. You're not in the, really, the. It's really been very quiet, mind you. I haven't been paying attention to the television because I don't watch TV. And Except the ABC. Well, even that I'm not watching. Really? Not okay. local. Yeah. Um. Basically, what I'm getting in the letterbox is very tame. Oh, okay. One thing I have noticed, one thing I have noticed uh, in uh, in Victoria, but maybe I'm just going to go through uh, uh, your side of the world as well, but there are no Christian parties. As far as I usually, know, Usually not. there'll be like, um, like Australian Christians, uh, Australians for Jesus, um, you know, it's stuff like, like that. It's like in the UK where we have the Christian Action Party, the... The UK Heritage Reclamation Party. Okay, yep. And all this madness on the <laughs> religious right in the UK. And we we also have other flavours of religious party, like the Islamic Justice Party are okay. another party which are well known in the UK. Okay. And they do crop up, even at local elections, because I had in my in my uh, ward in the local elections recently, I had one of these religious parties that you know doesn't like my existence um, on the ballot paper, and it's just a bit weird when you see them. Okay, that's 
all weird, there, all weird. Look, okay. there hasn't been there hasn't been a lot of the religious right here in Tassie. I've got to say, we haven't heard anything from them. Okay, that's... we haven't heard anything from anybody to tell you the truth. We've had it. Maybe two major parties, so we've had the Liberals and the Labor Party. So our Anthony's come down and done a bit of campaigning, mm-hmm. and um, Morriscom has come down and done a bit of campaigning. But there hasn't been a lot going on. There was um, a little bit of Lambie. Okay. A little bit of Lambie. A little bit of Lambie, yep. Yeah, which was actually quite fun. Um but Do you think that she strayed down there by mistake, not realizing where the boundaries of bass were? <laughs> no, no, I think she did it deliberately. I think she did it with, you know, a little kick in the pants. Okay. Because there, there are people in the South Tasmania who vote as well, just, uh, just by There the are. By. Yeah. And there are, and there are Senate elections as well going on in Tasmania. Well, there is. Yes. I find it funny that I find. Just, Sorry, you first. You There's first. local elections actually going on here in Tassie too. I didn't even realise oh. this. I, I went to visit a friend of mine who is a local council member. Who's are we talking? So, are we talking like you know Hobart. city council here? Or are we talking? You know, or are we talking the, the island parliament? No, 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 we're talking about city council. Oh, so a friend okay. of mine so is one a below city them. council member. Yeah, she's she's actually um, running for a local seat, and I went to buy some flowers from her because she's a Mother's Day. Well, she's a florist actually. Well, and I would assume I that you buy flowers from a florist. We, funnily enough, so I went to visit visit them for Mother's Day yesterday to buy some flowers for a friend of mine and. They had forgotten to vote. Uh oh, t- twenty-five dollar fine's coming. Twenty-five dollar fine on the way. There you go. But this is the thing: is it's just it's a bit weird at the moment here in Tassie, where it's sort of like whatever. Okay. There's elections. The that there just happen to be elections, and this raised, is sorry. You that's raised the point: is are the elections to you know? The tax rising uh, elections, so that's the federal elections, and the bin collection elections, that's your local elections, are they not on the same day? No. They're not the same day, no. Um, What what kind of a you decided that then? Because if you're already going there once to go and, you know, waste time filling out the ballot paper for, you know, Uno, Bobby McCauley and his 900 preferences below the line that you've got to fill out every single (laughs) one of them and your ballot paper is nine miles wide... Why don't you just get another ballot paper and just waste even more time there? Why waste two of them twice? Because I don't know if the Australian the Australian Electoral Commission is worried about a a council thing in a, a you know covering a small part of Hobart. I understand that, but you know it's just one of those things. Yeah. Where, please be nice to the people you're forcing them to vote anyway, yeah. so you know don't be nasty to them and make them go out their way twice. Um, Clancy, are you do you have to postal vote with your council? With my council, I think I do. Okay. I look, the, the funny thing about the council elections is I often don't know when they're on. Okay. They they pass me by quite 
frequently yeah. because uh, I, a couple of times I've had council elections and I'm, I'm like, okay, there was a council election. No one told me. Surprise. But our council elections are not compulsory. Oh, okay. That's weird because in Victoria they are. And I think you get like yeah, a $25, so here, $50 here fine. Here in Tassie, the council elections aren't compulsory. The state elections and the federal elections are, mm-hmm. but the council elections aren't. Oh, okay. So quite frequently we've had a council election and I haven't even realised it's been on. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, this just seems to be a symptom of the... Um, the very hyper partisan nature that Australian politics has become, and the and the constant noise and the constant drone and the you know the the, the back and forth and the point scoring and all, all that kind of stuff. Like I have an interest in politics, but this time around, I have to say that I I'm not quite completely dis- disinterested. But if I didn't have a podcast that discusses politics. I may not care. This is how how crap things are getting. It's, a, it's actually a fair point. I, if I wasn't doing this podcast, I probably wouldn't care either. Mm, yeah. So it's. Uh, um, speaking of caring, uh, the the lovely Phoebe has sent a an article where <laughs> what's what's the guy's name? What's the guy's name? Anthony Bull from the Liberal Democrat Party. Has been um, he apologised for some uh, for a Facebook oh. post in which he made a, him and his friends made a white power salute uh, alongside Malcolm Roberts from Pauline Hanson's One Nation. Not only did he do that, but he also cited a US terrorist, convicted US terrorist. <laughs> as, as you as you do, it's just like it's something and, you accidentally and, do. And uh, I do have to apologise, and I do have to preface in advance what I'm about to say here. But this is me reading directly from the article. He also said that the victory in inverted commas over Indigenous Australians should be celebrated. Classy. That's... Oh. <laughs> that's just that's just what you want. That's just what you, you know... Uh, oh, oh. And, and, and don't forget, uh, we must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. Yeah. Thanks for saying that to me. Thanks, thanks for that. Oh, that <laughs> thanks for that, saying that, the 14 words. Why do we need wonderful. a future for white children? So I'm feeling incredibly uncomfortable all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, so this is, well, this is uh, uh, unfortunately it's just amazing that there are people like this though. This is just really, uh, really strange that in these enlightened times where we're trying to, where we're calling for more unity, there are people who think like the fourteen words and the eighty-eight precepts are great, and and uh, we should all be running around shouting eighteen everywhere. Because, because of course, that's just that's just what you do when you're trying to make a cohesive society where you're respecting people's rights. Yeah, it goes along very well with what the um, British right, sorry, can't call him right wing, the British uh, lunatic nutcase McWally Wally said yesterday that was leaked in an audio recording. One Paul Joseph Watson, where he he now takes the award for the most amount of slurs that you could say in. 13 seconds and then at the end of it he said just push the button and eliminate all Jews please and it's like what did so- he actually said that please push the button to wipe all Jews off this earth it's like what God. God. and 
that guy's an Alex Jones alumni. I, okay, that that says it all. You, you say you say Alex Jones, that kind of yeah. yeah. That, now it makes sense. Now 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 it actually makes but sense. Yeah, we we have we have people in this world that are you know trying to say that how Australia should focus. Paul Joseph Watson has said that Australians should all vote the certain way that he is, unless you're all racist, except if you're a white person, and then you can't be. No. You can't be a victim of racism because you're a white person and therefore white people are unable to be racist. It's like, what are you talking about, mate? <laughs> that is... That is a bit, I'm not a Nazi, though. This is the thing. You know, I'm not Aren't a Nazi. You? I'm just a white supremacist who... Okay, I'll grant him that. White supremacists and Nazis are not necessarily <laughs> the same thing. No, I'll no. I'll grant you that. But guess what? They're still shit. Both I, of them are I, still I agree. Shit. That's... Uh, that's... But it's interesting because um, I've got, as as you, uh, just like you, Phoebe, I've got friends in, in America and um, George Christensen made an appearance on the Alex Jones oh, show. God. And I kind of have to explain that, you know, hey, this guy is a government MP. <laughs> and yeah. he's, he's appearing on... You know, <laughs> he's appearing on the Conspiracy Monger in Chief exactly, show. Exactly, exactly. There's there another one as well. Um, oh... Alex Jones has this wonderful penchant for the ridiculous amplifying the Australian anti-vax movement as if they are defending freedom of speech yep yep. as I say I have seen clips and I have done research into the Alex Jones show for another organisation that I work for Mm -hmm. and it's just like you sound credible and convincing because you know how to be a good orator, but you're talking absolute content that is out of the, out of you know, the Milky Way. <laughs> Not even vested in the Milky Way because he has. There was. Do you remember the anti-vax protest that took place in Melbourne after? there had been after you hit like day 600 in lockdown yeah 600,000 yes yes so yep yep and then he started promoting the solidarity with Melbourne rallies in New York bloody hell bloody <laughs> hell what is this on a but yeah this is the kind of lunatic fringe that the Liberal Democratic Party have decided to put on a ballot paper well, I, I hope I hope they get their comeuppance uh, in. Uh, I found fa- I found it. Okay, so George Christensen was on um, Alex Jones, and Alex Antich was on Steve Bannon's War Room. Oh, good grief! Oh, good grief! Why don't oh, you just gr- invite Donald Trump round for dinner? <laughs> I'm sure Alex Jones would if he could. <laughs> I have no doubt. Um, I'm, not too familiar, I'm, I'm not too familiar with Steve Bannon though. Do you do you have any more? Steve Bannon, he was the... Have you heard of Breitbart News? Yes, yep. He's founder. Oh, Former okay. editor-in-chief of Breitbart News. Yeah, okay, And yep. was Donald Trump's um, uh, strategic chief of staff or something, something really high up in the Trump administration. He was the guy who authored the chart separation policy. Okay, yep, that's... Okay, that's... Now, now it unfortunately makes sense. So yeah, he authored the U.S. child separation policy at the uh, southern border. Classy, classy man, classy man. Uh, yeah. 
Okay, here's a question for both for both both the panelists: Is a vote for any is a vote for the teal independence a vote for Labor? Discuss. I think it's more likely a vote for the Greens, actually, because they are part of the Climate Two Hundred uh, group, uh, from my understanding. Well, you know, it's it, it's sort of interesting because the teal independents are very much a crossover. They're very much anti-liberal, I believe, but they're also a crossover from the Liberals, and the Labor Party rather, and the Green Party. The real question you have to ask here is, are you actively voting for them or are you just trying to get SCOMO out? Well, I think I actually think that's a really good point because it's more about not voting for Liberal than you are voting for Labor or Greens. I think it's, I think you're quite right, actually, Phoebe. It's about not voting for the Liberals. But the question has come up uh, in a hung parliament. Who would who would any of the voices for campaign uh, people support in the event of, of hung parliament? Or would they be as confident in supply issue by issue people? I actually don't think they care. But the problem is, is that uh, with the projections, <laughs> yeah, and the fact we have had a hung parliament in the last decade, mm. it may come to pass that someone from the Voices for campaign, well, let's say Zali, Zali Segal, yeah, get gets up and surprise. I think I look. I think it's more about creating controversy in the vote. I don't actually think it's about a set agenda. I think they just want to go fuck off liberals. Let's just set something up so that we are actually talking about the issues. Because uh, speaking of which, uh, I think it was last week, uh, there was a debate between uh, Josh Frydenberg and Dr. Monique Ryan uh, for the people of Q. And that itself raised a little bit of controversy because I think like the day before, uh, Josh Frydenberg apparently quoted Dr. Monique Ryan's mother-in-law where she allegedly said that Josh Frydenberg, Josh Frydenberg is a lovely bloke who works hard for the people of Kuyong. And then uh, Monique Ryan came out and said, how dare you use my family? Well, it's irrelevant, really, isn't it? I, I, I just don't think it's mm. a thing that should even be brought up. It's about the issues of who is voting for whom because of what issue. Yeah. If you're looking yeah. at it in point of the climate change stuff uh -huh. or you're looking for social issues or you're looking for health or whatever they're all slightly different voting groups uh -huh. Uh -huh. but having said that um there's there's a few divisive issues like if you're going through something like Catherine Deves, for instance. Oh, God, not oh, her again. No. Not her again. It's about a, a specific issue. Yeah. Does she get the captain's armband, Catherine Deves? Does she get that captain's probably, armband? Probably, probably. <laughs> she probably, probably like, wears a cap. 
with like a little pin on it. Yeah. But <laughs> but my point is that you're divisive. You are being divisive according to these issues. Uh-huh. And you need to actually look at this, okay, are we voting for this because of this or are we voting for the person? Uh-huh. Are we voting for the party? Well, this is the, the, the age-old question. But look, uh, uh, my thoughts on the matter is that, like, I wouldn't necessarily vote for a teal independent in any case, but I do like the fact that they're giving the established incumbents a run for their money and they're actually forcing forcing them to listen to their constituents. And I've always been of the opinion that the closer you can make your electorate a swing a swing seat the more attention and the more funding and the more promises you can extract and the more attention that you can get out of the incumbents. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah, but are the promises they're making actually worth anything? Well, as far as any political promise goes, but it's better than being being ignored. Mm. Look, part, part of my issue is that you have a lot of crossover with the independents and the major parties. Mm-hmm, yep. So it's like, well, okay, you know, you might get a lot of promises from one party as opposed to another party. They're not that much different. Well, the, the problem also is is that uh, promises are not, uh, how can I say, they're not legally enforceable as well. Well, none of them are legally enforced. No, and this is this is the thing. You know, you, you, if you if you promise a million dollars for everyone, and then you get in and you don't give anyone anything, you can't. <laughs> There's no. It's a little bit like truth in political advertising. I think that that's the the thing that makes Phoebe laugh or the breakout in laughter is the phrase "truth in political advertising." But um. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's... because there's no such fucking thing. Well, well, what I will say is that this does bring me quite nicely onto truth and truth of advertising with Vivian Lobo. Yes, Vivian Lobo has been referred to the uh, federal police by the Australian Electoral Commission, the Australian Electoral Commission, mm-hmm. because he doesn't actually live in Everton Park. He doesn't live there, apparently. <laughs> Oh, okay. Which is I so, did hear this in he's, Queensland. He's, sort of, which is in he's Queensland. registered in an area where he doesn't actually have neighbours have turned around and said we've never seen him here. Neighbours have said the property's been empty for no. Because months. just 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 on it though, like you don't have to live in the electorate you're standing for. Yeah, but he's yes, given an do. address where he don't you do in hang on. In some states you do. Mm. Okay. In Queensland, do. I think you, you do. do. I think you do in Queensland. Ah, okay. All right. All right. That's uh. You actually have to register for the address that you live in when you, you run either. for. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I think in Queensland you do. All right. Well, there you go. Okay, where right, Vivian right. Lobo is, and the Australian Election Commission have referred him to the federal police because apparently he has lied on his forms, which is perjury. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. So the uh, LNP are having real problems in Queensland now. What a great look for Scott Morrison down there. So, yeah, apparently he doesn't actually live in Everton Park in Queensland. So, yeah, that's another great look that that we've got going. Sorry, I'm just going to... What is it? 
So sorry, guys. I'm just going to interrupt the news. My sister-in-law just got engaged. Oh, Yay. well, congratulations to your sister-in-law. Congratulations. No, she, uh, oh. she just sent the message through on WhatsApp to the fa the family WhatsApp group. Oh, well, that's that. A very modern, a very modern way of, of doing it now is is, is on oh, the Facebook how announcement. Saccharine. How saccharine! <laughs> it is, and so, um, <laughs> so j j just to make it a, a bit interesting, so she is Chinese Indonesian, but her fiance is Filipino. And the wedding is taking place where? Oh, good question. We don't know. Don't, don't don't know it's a that's a while because the the next wedding in our family is actually in june in singapore in okay that's that's my wife in the background uh, correcting me uh, very late june hello i know you're in the headphones she can't hear if you say hi she can't hear you say hello from us say okay, hello the, from girl, us. the girl the girl say hi clancy and phoebe say hi Hello, Hello, person that we can't see because Damien's turned his camera off. You, you don't want to see me, trust me. The, uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm no more handsome than I was last time. I'm sure your wife is very beautiful, though. She, she's she's, yes. very, she's 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 very pretty, my wife. No, yeah. Could you please tell? Could you? Could you tell your wife that we're only saying nice things about her, please? <laughs> okay. We, we we actually want to see your wife more than you, Damien. <laughs> Thank you. I feel the I, I feel the love. We seriously do, actually. Yeah, okay. Can we see your wife? Maybe for like an after show thing, but hey, let's get back to um. Sorry, <laughs> Vivian Lobo was, was referred to the Australian Federal Police. That's uh, that's yeah, something. Yeah, he was. Worth. Vivian Lobo was. Um, <laughs> so he was referred to the police after allegedly committing enrolment fraud. Oh, great! But I think this is interesting because now I think the the controversy is that uh, the seat of Lily is held on a very tight margin. It is. It is a knife-edge seat. And, yeah, just what you want is your representative being referred to the cops two weeks before the election. So he doesn't live in Everton Hills. He doesn't, therefore, does not live in the seat of Lily. He actually lives just down the road in Brisbane. Oh, jeez. In the electorate okay. of Brisbane. So what he has done, it sounds like he has done the what's called... Um, what, what we call it in the UK, we call it impulse ballot paper voting. Okay. Where you see somebody who lives near you, and on impulse you go, well, they must, they live near me, therefore I'll vote for them. Okay, yep. Because I don't know, do you have addresses of the candidates printed on your ballot papers in Australia? No, no, we don't. Because we do in the UK, we do in the UK, the, the address oh, of each person is printed wow. on there. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? So, so you've got the name of the candidate and then below that you've got the address where they live and it can just say address in constituency or address in local authority area mm -hmm. and then next week you'll have the party if any or it will say independent or it will just be a blank box and then you have the emblem of the party and then you have the box that you put a cross in that's how british ballot paper is set out Okay, and is there, is there like a shredder for the vote just because you hate everyone? Um, it's called the envelope it came in. Oh, okay. Because I vote by post. So that goes in the there and it just gets sent back with a load of nasty words written on it like I might have done this time round. Or may not have. I no might one's not have. No one's saying anything. I know. Do you write nasty, nasty words on your ballot papers, Phoebe? 
I might have done this time around because I was so annoyed that the British government is refusing to outlaw conversion therapy for trans people. But that's a different story altogether. Well, you know, I have, I have to agree with you there. But, uh, I think also for not uh, going hard enough after the Prime Minister. Well, yeah, he should have been gone in bloody January. <laughs> exactly. How exactly. is he still going in May? <laughs> Indeed, I, th I think the only reason is because there's a there's a uh, a war going on, which uh, kind of makes government change uh, uh, unpalatable. But we're not at war. <laughs> the UK is not at war. Yeah, true, true. Also, but, the uh, UK was at war yet. in 1940, and we got rid of one guy and got another guy in. It, it does happen. Yeah, Phoebe, you also want to talk about Tani Shanks? I would, I would. So, so please, 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 please do, because uh, you seem to be across this more than uh, either myself or Clance. So Tani Shanks. I had no is... idea he told you that. So well, here we go. Tani Shanks is an Australian mother who is missing in Mexico, and it, and they have now found her daughter. So this is all all very good, but we're, they are still looking for Tani Shanks in Mexico, somewhere in Cancun. They're looking yes, for. Yes, Cancun. Her daughter yes. was found alone in Cancun, and it has raised an interesting parallel between the please forgive me i cannot remember the name of the little girl chloe something chloe is that chloe so cleo smith oh that's yes oh, yeah. so yes, yes that's yes and it has raised an interesting comparison, whereas the Cleo Smith case was around the world coverage, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody going slightly round the bend about a four-year-old who'd gone missing in Australia. I mean, I was at work in meetings and people were raising it there. It's like, this, wow. is, okay. this is Southern England. It's like, couldn't get any further away if you tried. But, there you go. But Tani Shanks and her daughter have had relatively little. You've had the occasional news story floating yep. around on the ABC. Um, I saw I saw something on, I think it was Seven News had something on it as well. But that was about it. And it does raise the comparison of mm -hmm. the Australian media landscape and tying it back into the election. Well, how selective is the coverage that the Australian media are actually feeding at the moment. Well, I was going to say, just, just on that, um, one of the reasons I think, this is just my personal opinion, that story broke at the same time that a three-year-old girl in, uh, I think, uh, Townsville, somewhere, somewhere in, or Rockhampton in far north Queensland, was left on a bus, uh, a childcare centre bus, and was unconscious. So to I heard meet... about that. Yeah, that was that was a bit. Look, there's been a few stories about similar circumstances recently. There was one a few weeks ago that was fairly similar. Mm -hmm. um, um, about yeah. a child who was left on a bus. Uh, yeah, ch child care in Australia um, continually, continually underfunded. Uh, a very, uh, how can I say, a very vital part of the economic infrastructure. But um, yeah, 
the, the problem is if you want to if you want to pay uh, if you want uh, happy staff and good conditions, you have to pay for it. No, well, I never would have I guessed that. Comes... No, no, no. But it's uh, like I understand what you're saying. But yeah, yeah. It's like... you, you, it feels like you're saying the obvious. <laughs> sorry, that's a. Hey, at least, at least I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> at least nothing that you have said is false. I don't know, yeah. Damien. So tell me a little bit about what the sort of childcare is that you get for your children. Uh, it's called school because my kids are both teenagers. Okay, so they don't have after-school care. No, no, we uh, we do pick him up. We don't. We've we've rarely relied on uh, on after-school care, but uh, my experience with the child care industry was that my wife used to work in child care for a number of years uh, before we had children children of our own, and it is a shitty industry to work in. It is. Right. Um, uh, does the name Eddie Groves mean anything to you? No. Oh, okay. Not to me, uh, Eddie Groves was a one of these corporate leeches, and I'm going to say very. Um, he basically he had a, a business model where he would buy a like a dilapidated childcare center, uh, put a lick of paint on it, uh, make it look nicer, jack up the prices while driving down the operational budget, um, expecting the staff to do more with less, uh, that kind of stuff. Because uh, the company the company was called ABC Learning. And it was actually one of the only uh, childcare providers on the Australian stock market. So you can kind of guess where the profits are going. Um, okay. So he got he got rich, uh, quite rich off of that, um, and to the point where um, his company bought the Brisbane Bullets Basketball Club. And there was one time where my wife got her pay slip and she was paid by the Brisbane Bullets Basketball Club for work she did for um, ABC Learning uh, Childcare. And it's just a really, it was just a really crummy uh, situation. But yeah, I can tell you, not not much has changed since, uh, yeah, since then. It is still a crummy industry to work in and yeah. I don't know, this, this is a bit alien to me because I don't have children and I don't have anything to do with the childcare industry really. But I do have friends and I do have clients who use childcare. Most of them, however, are not employed. So it's a little bit different, I guess, from people who are employed who use the childcare industry, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, I look. The whole thing seems very exploitative to me. Yes, it's a bit like a age care. Yeah, it's to- Yeah, I actually agree with you. It's very much like age care. Yep. People use age care um, in a similar way. But I think the way that the government is subsidising these things is quite similar too. Mm-hmm. It's uh, money has to money has to be spent, and if you can uh, yeah get more more bang for your buck, or at least uh, keep the noise down, then uh, yeah mm-hmm. that's. Um, what else? What, what else do we have in our in our show notes? What else do we have in our show notes? So uh, there, d- well, what oh. I would like to say is I'd oh, like please. to let's yes. talk about the federal election. Sure, why not? Yeah, I'm about to I'm about to jump right into Scott Morrison and the Religious Discrimination Act, where he has oh. said. 
He has Please. said, and, and he has he said this publicly, and this is the state of things because he's created this. Scott Morrison says schools are not expelling gay students. Uh, have you got the actual quote not... there? Do you have the quote there, Phoebes? I haven't got the actual quote in front of me. I've got Did the, you have I've the, got the actual quote? Qu- quote? I've got the quote. Oh, in front. Damien, Damien, do your best Scobo impression and go. Jeez. We've been having this conversation for about the last four years on an each and on each occasion it has been presented that apparently students are being expel- expelled each and every day, each and every week or each and every year. There's no evidence of that at all. There is none. <laughs> expelled from what though? Well, expelled for being for, gay. Or, or trans. Yeah. Or trans, Okay. So yes. the fact that we're even having this conversation just shows the sheer state of things well, and look, the I... sheer climate that we're living in. It's just absurd. Well, actually, actually, he could be right that they're not being expelled for being gay or trans. They could be expelled for other reasons, such as, you know, not living the principles of the school or some other... You oh, know, well, parallel uh, construction is taking place. Well, having their hair dyed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So for other other reasons, but... tattoos. Yes. <laughs> or deciding that they're going to wear a skirt instead of trousers. Yeah, breaking the uniform code. That's a that's a yeah, reason to be. Well, you know, uh, look, ch- children are still being charged. We're being dismissed for breaking the uniform code when they're not actually trans or homosexual. Mm. So you know, hey. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I like I I would take Scott Morrison's quote with a pinch of salt. Yeah, I'd take okay. most of the Scott Morrison says <laughs> with a large pinch of salt. Uh, and speaking of uh, Scott Morrison and uh, unfortunate uh, happenstances, we had an interest rate rise. The, the Reserve Bank has lifted the official cash rate from 0.1% to 0.35%. And the last time yeah, that happened so was back in... Yeah, so can't afford things even more now. Yeah, so as I say, the last time that happened was back in, I think, 2007, when it was Howard versus, Howard versus Rudd, and um, yeah... It was a run slide. But what I would say, Clancy, is think of your savings that you've got that are now going to earn that much more interest. 0.25% more interest. Oh, I know, oh. it's wonderful. I'm, I'm, I'm actually in a very privileged position here because I've managed to pay off my um, mortgage. But having said that, I'm aware of all the people that aren't in that privileged position. Yep. And it's really freaking hard for people, especially people who are now impacted by the fact that they're renting properties mm-hmm. from people who are now impacted by this as yep. well because yep. all the rental properties are going up as well, especially in places like Tasmania, yep. um, what which I, sorry. is harder anyway. What I'm afraid this will do is those people who are under. So the, I and I think this is uh, this goes without saying that the Australian property market is over is overheated uh, massively. Mm. Um, to, overheated. So, yes, overheated. I, you're getting towards the stages of where you're becoming like the uh, New Zealand property market. That's overheated, and then it's you know the heat from the New Zealand property market is you know bleeding into the Australian property market. I mean, talk about out of reach of the average person. 
Talk about the average person that's graduating from high school or university trying to make yep. it in the world. Yep. I mean, they're going to be stuck living with their parents. I mean, Damien, I do hope that you've got those bedrooms in your house for a very long time with your kids because they're never <laughs> going to be able to afford to move out into... Which is something I've... Uh, I think uh, Something I think about a lot, but... Um, what was the same was so I think that, and that's been driven by these historically low rates that we've had for at least the last 20 25 years since uh, John Howard was in government and I think so I think now what will happen is that the the people who can't afford the the point two five percent rate rise will sell up and uh, investors and negative gearers and like rent investors will snap up those properties to make the housing market even more affordable for those who, um, yeah, who are trying to get in. And then if there's another interest rate rise, which will very likely be in the next uh, the next RBA meeting next month, then yeah, the rates will go up again and the only people who can buy those houses are those who are negative gearing or who are trying to make money off of, um, yeah, off of uh, rent vesting or stuff like that. Well, the thing is with what you're saying, Damien, too, is that those sorts of people who are making profits have yeah. to own one or more pro- properties to start with. Yes. Which is a fairly unusual circumstance to start with. Or, or even just flipping, even just flipping houses. Well, that in itself is a fairly unusual circumstance but it, it does it does happen there, there are show there are tv it, shows look, i'm not saying it doesn't happen but yeah. it's not like it's an every person has an extra property that they could do no, that no, no 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 but there are definitely people who are um are like on my youtube ads i certainly get enough ads where people uh talk about you know positive cash flow positive cash flow properties and you know stuff, stuff like that yeah, look, I'm not saying it's not unheard of, but it's not actually usual. And and this is the problem that I have is that it's treated in Australian society like it's like, oh, mum and dad investors have an extra property that they can do this with, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's not fucking the case. Most people in Australian society do not have the cash Mm-hmm. to buy an extra property that they can rent out or flip. It's not actually a usual thing. Most people barely afford the, the to average, pay the average off person, the yes. of the, average the property person. that they've got. I agree that the average person, yes, but um, especially in the last 25 years, especially because of um, the historically low rates, uh, there is definitely a market where people are snapping up properties and, uh, you know, um, it's the, well, they're it's the, the driving the, the they're up. the privileged few, that's my point. It's the, they're the privileged it's the spiral out of control because what has happened is that people are purchasing properties, renting them out, making enough money to then go to a bank and say, look, give me another buy-to-let mortgage so that I can buy more property to rent that out as well. And then the bank mm. don't care because some sucker is paying the mortgage from the person who owns it and the person who owns it isn't actually paying anything and they're just making a wedge off of the uh, value increase. And then it just this cycle that keeps going on and on and on and on and on and on mm. and on with an ever decreasing number of people being able to get into the market itself 
keeping an ever increasing number of people out of the market, particularly people who are just starting off in the world of work, who are leaving education. So your 18, 19, 20 year olds who cannot even move out of their parents' houses because they're taking jobs that are close to where their parents' houses are because they cannot afford to move to where the actual jobs are. So what you're doing is you're creating these bubbles where people no longer have economic freedom to be able to have an independent life and you're having extended nuclear families that are becoming more common because families are being forced to keep their children at home because the children cannot afford two thousand dollars a month in rent as their first rent it's mm. crazy mm. well as i say just as you're uh, saying that uh, there was an article that came out uh i'm just I'm reading the courier mail version of it but um there's like uh, the headline is our six-year-old bought a house in melbourne uh ruby mcclellan is just six but she's already broken into the property market and has made seventy thousand dollars i mean can i say something here i'm gonna say something here i'm gonna say something how on this green earth has she entered into a contract at the age of six she hasn't it's no it's a but i know yeah I know. I'm sorry, that's just a wank. Okay, so I'm just reading here. The plan was that I'd set up a family trust and they'd all sign a written agreement that after purchasing a property, we'd sell it in 10 years when its value has increased. Um, Yeah, so you can actually put family members in a a family trust. It's just, look, I'm sorry, that's just a wank. That's just a family. Felicity and I, sorry, Felicity and I explained that once each child had saved $2,000, we'd pay the rest of the deposit on the $671,000 property in Clyde. Um, <laughs> yeah. They saved half for six months before they reached the $8,000 target we'd set. I'm sorry. This. I'm sorry. This is just a rort. Damien? What do you mean? This, this is a right-wing family... It feels like something that the Jackie Network would shout about uh, as nonsense coming from the Pauline Hanson One Nation Party. It sounds oh, absurd. This is this is from the Courier Mail, so to take take that with as many well, grains yeah, of salt as Courier you want. Well, yeah, Courier Mail. I'm sorry, but just dismiss that out of hand. It's just pathetic. Okay, fair enough. Jeez, um, that, that's kind of like taking the energy out of the show. <laughs> Wow. Well, yes, let's end. Look, let's end on a slightly better note, shall we? Yes. What would you, what would you like to, <laughs> what would you on, like to end on? So it could be that the national autism strategy will actually go ahead, no matter which party comes into. Oh, okay. Power. Yes. Tell, tell us more about that. So the Please. national autism strategy has now been committed to by both the coalition and the Labour Party. So. It's about bloody Yay. time, but it's one of those things where it's been but, but what, down what, the road what is for far the NAS? Like, tell, tell us more because so, this is. So it is a strategy that is going to be working towards reducing the barriers to entry that autistic children, in particular, have in education and society at large, and it's going to be along the lines of working closely with what's it called the disability scheme that oh, was the set ndis up by, yep yep the ndis that was set up so it's going to work quite closely with that and it's basically 
recognizing for the first time that autism is something that should be worked with and not okay. separated out mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. one yep. in 30 according to some estimates yep. and in my in my family that's uh it, 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 so many our family yeah. and it's all because of um and rustham who has announced it all and the labor party has said yeah we'll yeah. do it no good good stuff that's good um she's well, not very popular Anne rustham Oh, silly! So if she if she if if she does one good thing uh, in her term in as the health minister, this, let 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 this be it. As they say, stopped clocks right twice a day. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, anything else uh, before we before you before we wrap up? Well, we should we should do some shilling whilst we're here. Oh yes. That, that in two weeks' time we will be, you know. Faces and everything Life's potentially live streaming. live streaming, live streaming. Yes, on a on a, on a platform that I that I have that Damien and Clancy are going to be you know invading. Invading, and, yes. And I'll have some graphics set up, and I'll be calling some seats. <laughs> yes. Like I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be waiting for the seat of Bass to come in, and I'll be waiting to see Zali Stegall defeat you know transphobe incarnate. <laughs> and we'll see what the results are. We'll see I'm how much really, really wins so. later. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. um I have I've got, actually I've got some I've got some music, you know, you know, like in America where they've got the fancy, fancy music. I've got I've got something similar to that in the pipeline and everything. God save our Ooh. glorious queen. Oh stop God, it. The, stop the, the, the monarchist. I didn't realise you were such a monarchist. <laughs> what are you doing going back Can to your you religious? Can you not realise this? Baby, he's a called, complete let's save the monarchist. Let's save the governor general. Um, well, what I will say have is you not, not noticed only... the title of our show? Oh, know, you you signed up not... for it. Yeah, as the introduction makes clear. What the? <laughs> yeah, what the heck does And just, just, as, just as a matter of interest, I have actually emailed uh, some of the political parties and uh, asked for their uh, express. Uh, just invited them nicely to, uh, including Jackie Lambie, and I'm really looking forward to. Oh, Jackie, Jackie Lambie! Love you. I want to talk to Jackie. Yeah, I love I love talking to Jackie, but um, I'll, Jackie. Jackie, I'll wear some flip flops. Okay, but the the only response I've got is the newsletter from the One Nation Party. Flip flops. <laughs> they gave you the newsletter. <laughs> yes, but if you want to see uh, Pauline Hanson in cartoon form with a white uh, looks like a cavoodle, um, yeah, I'll uh, share the graphic in our Twitter chat. You've got a link to that. You have. Uh, you've got a link to that. Yeah. Uh, I'll look. I'll just. I'll just copy and paste. There's. It's coming your way, ladies. But oh, there's Dan Andrews. There's Penny Wong. There's the. Uh, okay. In elbow and cartoon form. This is interesting. Anyway, till next time. Let's save the governor general. Hey, you said it. You I actually said it. General. It's. Oh God. <laughs> you've, You've Do we really it, want to be saving the Governor General if it's a uh, King Andrew? I don't Andrew. want to save the Governor General. I want to terminate the Governor General. What about Prince William? Prince Philip. There you go. Have him. As oh, Bill. Oh, 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 King Bill. In history's page, let every stage advance us to rest.